23. We are dealing with the fifth verse still. Hallelujah. This is Sermon 17. I really didn't know there was that many sermons in Psalm 23. But the more I, I try to move forward, the more said, God says, you're not done yet. Hallelujah. We are reading out of Psalms 23, and we are reading verse 5 out of the Amplified Classic, and it reads as such in our hearing. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Hallelujah. Next verse. Surely, goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. That's it. Hallelujah. The, the, the subject matter I want to deal with this morning, the ideal I want to bring to us this morning is the Christian life journey with Christ, our seeing the hand of God in our lives. Seeing the hand of God in our lives. Let us pray. Father, even now, Lord, move Tracy out of the way and allow me to become an instrument of your glory. I just ask, oh Lord, through your Holy Spirit, pour me out. Lord, just speak to your people. Allow us to see you in the midst of our every circumstance. Lord, even now, Lord, even now, make clear, Lord, even now, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I brought to you not too long ago the thought that perhaps David did not write this Psalms when he was young. He probably wrote it when he was older. And I believe that this right here helps prove that. It helps prove that David wrote it because he is reviewing his life. He is looking over what he's been through. And he sees the hand of God was there all the time. See, 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 faith is, is the evidence and the substance. That means that there, there ought to be evidence in your faith. It's not blind faith that in your life God have, have done some things. You, that's why your experiences make you stronger if you let it. Your, your experiences in life help your faith to grow. See, you don't know nothing if you haven't been through nothing. But, but if you've been through some stuff and you recognize it was nobody but the Lord that, that brought you, it was nobody but him, that enables you to face your today and tomorrow. That's what David is doing here. He's saying, surely. He's not saying maybe. He's saying, surely. God is going to be with me. His mercy, his unfailing love, his goodness is going to follow me all the days of my life. How do you know that, David? Based on what I've been through. Based on what he has already carried me through. Based that I know his character. I, I know him for myself because I've been through some things. I've been through some ups. I, been through some downs. I, I, I can tell
tell myself that the Lord is faithful, that the Lord is good, that the Lord is mighty, that the Lord will show up right on time. Based on what, David? Not on somebody else's story, but on my own story. Because I've been through some things. See, see, you can only say that if you've been walking with the Lord in faithfulness along this journey. Hallelujah. But that, let me, can I be honest with you? It's not our faithfulness. It's his faithfulness. Because God will be faithful when we haven't been faithful. But if you are walking in life and you are looking back over your life, if you look at it in the proper perspective, you can't help but see God. You can't help but see his hand. You can't help but God's bigger. Hold this, notice what I said. If you've been looking at life from the right perspective, because there are people that don't see God, though God been there, because they got the wrong perspectives. Instead of looking how God got them over, they still complaining about what they've been through. Instead of, instead of recognizing that God kept them in their right mind, they still got, 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 got an attitude about they, they had some hard times. Can I be honest with you? Everybody has had some hard times. Everybody has had to go through. We are living in a fallen world with fallen people, with a fallen devil. But Jesus been there every step of the way. How I know that? Because I never would have made it if it had not been for the Lord on my side. And when you see it from the right perspective, when you review over your life, it helps you to see he's been there all the time. I was ready to move on, and a couple of my associate ministers said, no, nah, you're not finished yet. I said, what you mean I'm not ready to move on? They said, you need to do a review from the top of the 23rd Psalm to the bottom. And once they said it, I said, you're right. So what I did was I began to walk through David's whole life. Y'all hear me? To see if I could parallel the 23rd Psalm through it. So will you walk with me today? Will you walk with me? Psalms 23 verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When we see David about the age of 15 comes on the scene, we see him as a shepherd boy. He comes out of nowhere. And, and, and here we see that Samuel is looking for a second king because Samuel, the king, isn't, Saul the king isn't acting right. And God says, I found a man. I says, even though he's a young boy, God calls him a man. Even though he's 15, he said, I found someone whose heart is chasing me. Which means that David has a relationship with the Lord at a young age. Can, can I tell you something? It seems like that David was the, he's the youngest, but it seems like he wasn't much in his family. It seems like that David is out in the field tending sheep by himself. Sometimes God will separate you by yourself to deal with you. Sometimes being alone is a blessing because 
Because if you look at it the right way, you'll never alone. The Lord is right there with you. And instead of complaining, you need to look up to the Lord and develop your relationship. David is in the desert with sheep, and it's him and the Lord. It's him and his God. And he learned how to fall in love with him. In Psalm 17, David shows up after being anointed. Listen, after he's anointed, he don't go be king. He goes back to tending sheep. Don't move too quickly. Just because you're anointed don't mean you know how to act. Just because you're anointed don't mean you can handle the circumstance. Don't make moves on your own. God has to open up doors for you. Here David, he, he see Goliath, and I believe the Spirit of the Lord was on, on him because he's thinking, wait a minute, biblical principle is that we Israelites are the children of God. You are a Philistine. You don't know our God. This is not a battle between us and, and you. It's a battle between our God and your God. You have no right. You can't take what is ours. You, you can't talk about us like this because if you talk about us, you're talking about my God. So David knew it wasn't his battle. It was God's battle. But he had enough faith in God to know that God was going to back him up. When, 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 you, when you've been through some stuff, all of a sudden the same attack don't work. When, when, when you already have won some victories, that's why he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, which means I know God will provide. Not, not, just, just, not, not just food, but whatever I need in a circumstance that I'm in, God will show up and show out for me. God is just that type of God. So, so David said, why are y'all running? He said, let me fight this Philistine, this Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't know how to fight? He said, yes, I do. See, see, you ought to have stories that nobody know about. David said, once a lion came and tried to take the sheep, and I killed him. A bear came, and I killed him. He said, the same God. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. The same God that protected me. David is saying, that wasn't my strength. That wasn't my fighting ability. I know who kept me. I know who brought me. And the same God that delivered me and gave me the strength to win those battles is the same God that I'm leaning on, that I'm depending on to get me to kill this Goliath. My God is a bad, is, a, is an awesome God. My God is the baddest God around. He's the only God around. When you know that God has kept you, it prepares you for future fights. Don't forget what he's done. Don't forget how he's already provided. So when the next battle comes, and it will be another battle, you can encourage yourself based on what you've been through. Is there anybody in the house been through something? Is there anybody in the house been sick or deaf and God stepped in? Is there anybody that got a testimony? Uh, you know what? I, I believe that this pandemic is adding to our testimony. 
See, because everybody didn't make it through this pandemic. But when everything is said and done, when you look back, you're going to be able to say, I made it by his grace. It wasn't that I was that careful. It wasn't that I am exempt. But God's grace covered me. Hallelujah. That's something to shout about. That's something to say amen. And even if you lost some things, guess what? God has a way of covering you and comforting you in the law. How many thought that you couldn't make it without your mama and your daddy? But yet, God, somehow, even though you have a broken heart, I miss my mother, I miss my father, but God will stick closer than a brother. God becomes a father and a mother for you. Whatever the lack is, he'll step in. David discovered he will. I said, because of that battle, it moved David from the backwoods of tending sheep to, to King Saul's temple. <laughs> because he could play a lair, he now is in the presence of royalty. You know, God will put you places that you don't qualify. God will open doors that, that you don't have the resume to fit. All you have to do is just keep being faithful, and God will give you favor. Can, can, can I tell you something? That the anointing of God will do more for you than an education. Now, don't get me wrong. You need to go get your education, but don't depend on your education. You need to look up to the hills from which cometh your help. Your help coming from the Lord. God will raise you if you're faithful to him. And when God got purpose on your life, he'll put you in a place and give you ease at it. I was talking to somebody and their schedule is getting heavier and, and, and the demands are on them. They're, they're taking care of, of older relatives and, and just ministry love. And this is what I told them. I said, do not try to handle the weight on your own. There is a supernatural anointing that allows you to carry it with ease. <laughs> he said, that's why, he, he says, I, I will lay you down in green pastures. I make you lay down. I will bring you by the still water. It doesn't mean you're not doing nothing. What it means that no matter what comes, there's an ease about the handling of it. There's no way I could do what I do if you knew my schedule, if you knew something, you would say there's no way. I look at it and say there's no way, but I recognize God is carrying me. The weight of it, the, the, the stress of it, God is carrying me. There's a supernatural anointing that enables you to fulfill what you need to do in a supernatural way. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't take care of yourself, but it means that when it is beyond you and God knows you need to do it and it's your assignment, God will give you the ability to bear up under the weight of whatever life has you. And what seemed to be hard becomes easy. 
Oh, 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 oh. Jesus had the anointing without measure. John chapter 3, which means that though he was fully God, he operated as a man under the anointing. He says all the time, he says in John chapter 11, he said, I don't say nothing unless I hear the Father say it. I don't do nothing unless I see the Father, which means that he came as a model for you and I to know how to operate under the power of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit gives you strength to live, empowers you to deal with life situation. There's a supernatural something that should be on every child of God who is learning to rest in him, depend on him. Listen, what, what, what is supernatural should be our natural because God, our Father, is, 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 is supernatural to us, but it's natural to him. But if we're covered by him, if we come up under him, there is an anointing. That's what David's talking about. Is he makes me lie down in green pastures. He, he leadeth me beside the still water. He said, in my everyday living, I find myself operating on wisdom and knowledge that is not my own. I find myself able to bear what I cannot bear. Here he is, this young man, when he is operating and put in position, he is put in position over the, 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 the army man of, of King Saul. He, he becoming the number one soldier. He, in the Psalms, he said, Lord, teach me to fight. Teach me how to fight. And God taught him how to fight when David had a reputation of being a bad, shut your mouth. But David learned, Lord, it's you. I'm not depending on my own strength. I'm not depending on my own knowledge. Lord, you have to teach me. If you brought me this far, you didn't bring me here that I would, that would do it on my own. But as I walk in my calling, in my purpose, it's you. And when it's you, you bring an ease with it. I can always tell when, when I need to spend more time with God. You know how I begin, life begins to get frustrating. Little things become a burden. And what I do is, I know I need to spend a little bit more time with my Lord. And when I get in this presence, the stuff that was weighing me down, the, the stuff that was on my mind, the, the stuff that, that, that was bothering me, those, those little fleas that was, was messing with me, God began to take the anointing of his oil and begin to give me what I need so I can do what I do with more of an ease. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know this is real. This is the Christian walk that God has made available for you and me. That's what David is describing. I see it in his life. I see that, hold on, let me, let me deal with something. Let me say this real quick. 
Whenever there is an anointing on you, get ready because people will get jealous. <laughs> Hold on. I mean, I mean, I mean, church folks get jealous. I mean, I mean, I mean, family members get jealous. Isn't it funny how, how we don't want nobody to have favor if we don't have favor? And, and the thing is, is that are you willing to do what it takes to have favor? The same favor they have, you can have too, but you got to walk in obedience. God is not a respecter of person. Watch this. First Samuel chapter, I think it's 18. One of seven says, and the woman respond as they laughed and fucked saying, Saul slain his thousand, David is 10,000. Hold on. They're coming back from war. David is the commander in chief. Saul is king. And they are describing towards David more glory than the king. Let me tell you, when folks see the anointing on you, God will give you a favor that you don't see. David hasn't done anything out of order. David hasn't made himself big. David has only done what the Lord has given him to do. He handled himself wisely. He conducted himself. David, while he was playing the flute, he was learning how to handle himself in kingdom matters. And God gave him wisdom, and the Bible said he did everything well, and everything he put his hand to was successful. Can I help you? That was not of David's own doing. David was not manipulation. David, listen, um, manipulation is witchcraft. When you're trying to make a way out of no way by yourself, when you're scheming and, and lying and moving this, and that's, that's a form of witchcraft. But when God has his hands on you, God will connect you to the right people. God will give you wisdom on how to walk in where he is giving you to walk in. Listen, it's, it's when God does it, he'll do it in such a way you can't help but praise him. You don't understand it. God will do it in such a way that you have to stop and say, Lord, I'm not worthy. Why are you doing this? What are you doing? David was falling more in love with God because in his life story, he sees the hand of God. My, my brothers and sisters, it says in 1 Samuel 18, 28 and 29, said, Saul saw that the Lord was with David. When people see you, do they say that? Some of us think that we're supposed to do it. Some of us think that it's us winning people over. Listen what it says. Saul, who did not even, he's scared of David. Matter of fact, the text says he's in all of David. The text says he sees that the Lord is with him. 
Do you see that? That the Lord, when, when, when the Lord is with you, it's for people on the outside to see. You don't see it. Away with bragging on yourself. Away with making yourself big. Away with trying to impress people. See, 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 if God don't lift you, you won't be lifted. But when you are faithful, just trying to do what God told you to do, right where you supposed to do it, doing it the way God wants you to do it, when you love it on folks, when you blessing folks, when God will, will get in the midst and other people will see that they're something about you. Somebody would say, is that Vaseline? No, that's the anointing. Vaseline, you can wipe off. The anointing, God done wiped it off. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know about you, I don't want a fake anointing. I want a real anointing. I want God hair all over me. I want it on me when I wake up in the morning. I want it on me as I walk through the day. I want it in the midnight hour. I want it because with his anointing, I know everything's going to be all right. David is a type of Christ, a, a, a model of Christ, a sin. David's life, I see the pre-incarnated Christ how his life would be and what God wants to do with you and me. It's a walk with him. It's a journey with him. It's, 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 it's knowing him and him knowing you that he can trust you with his glory. Can, can, I, can I say something? God will prepare you for the battle that's before you. He'll give you something ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me go here. Let me go here. God will always confirm what he has already told you in your spirit. He'll give you confirmation. Let me stop right here just for a moment. Don't let nobody speak into your life what the Lord has or haven't spoken to you. God knows how to speak to you if you are a child of the Lord. Y'all hear me? So I'm not going to give nobody enough authority to tell me what the Lord said without the Lord telling me. You'll give me confirmation of what he's speaking. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you are, see, 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 my mama and my daddy knew how to call my name. Y'all hear me? They, they, they wouldn't tell my sister or my brother. They would say, Tracy. And if I was in trouble, Tracy Eugene Ventus, you know, they, they didn't say, tell my brother, say, tell Tracy in trouble. No, they would call me themselves. God will call you himself. He'll call you by your name. He'll meet you where you're at. He'll come get you. He'll come wake you up in the middle of the night. You can run if you want to, but he'll wait until you can't run no more. And he'll stand in your... 
Oh, my God is an awesome God. Oh, my God is a bad God. Listen, 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 listen. Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 20. David and Jonathan, his brothers, they're, they're like brothers. And, it, and this is an amazing thing. In that chapter, I'm not going to look at the verse, but in that chapter, Jonathan is second in, in line for the throne. And here, Jonathan, number one, his brothers wasn't for David, so Jonathan became his brother. Listen, 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 listen. Sometimes family is the last ones to acknowledge the Lord's hands on you. Don't worry about it. Some of your closest connection will not be blood connection. God will hook you up with somebody that is light-minded and spirit. That's chasing God like you chasing God. That love God like you love God. That, 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 is, that is on their face before God. See, 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 I, I, listen, listen, watch it. I love my blood relatives. But, but, but in the spiritual world, God will connect you to folks that, that, that is on the same flying and chasing and loving him so that they can be your confidant in the spirit. Don't get so caught up with earthly things. Don't, 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 don't be so rigid. See, see, see there, there's a blood connection, but there's a spirit connection. Hallelujah. Watch this, watch this, watch this. When God tells you something, you can expect trouble next. He just said, I know you're going to be king. I know you're going to be anointed. David was already told that. Now he is being told that by the one that was supposed to be the next one allowed to be king. He said, and I will serve you. Did you know that right after that, David goes in the valley? Right after that, he has to leave the kingdom and run in the desert because King Saul's trying to kill him for no reason. Did you know that Jesus, that, that, that after he is anointed and baptized, and, it, and the Bible says that, that as he came up out of the water, God says, this is my beloved son. After that celebration, after that, that awesome uh, event that happened, did you know what happened? In my fact, it says, Mark says immediately. Matthew said that the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. Listen, listen, y'all ready for this? Listen to this one. Don't ever think that you're just going to jump up and be something great. Before God can use you, you have to be tested. Your faith has to be tried. Your faith has to be fortified. Your faith has to be sealed. And the only way it can be sealed is when you go through the storm, when you go through the valley of the shadow of death. Listen, if Jesus had to go through the valley of the shadow of death, how about us? How about us? My, my brothers and sisters, listen. David ran. 
He ran from Saul. He's in the desert. And here he is. He says, he went to the king of Belua, and he's, he went to the, the cave of Belua, and he's there by himself. And the Bible says, everyone that was disgruntled, everyone that was in debt, everyone that came, they came, even his brothers came, and came to the cave where he was. You may not pick the ones that God will send but he'll send the ones you need. Oh, uh, y'all don't hear. Either you need them or, or, or they need you. Y'all hear me? There's people that you can encourage. There's people what you've been through can help them. So every the discontent, 400, and they became his fighting men. David trained them. David taught them. Listen, I've got a few minutes, so, so I, I got to hurry up and get here. Listen, David, in his running, had a, a, two opportunities to kill Saul, but he knew, I'm not going to make it my way. I'm going to wait till God makes a way. Don't ever put somebody out to get where you want to be. Don't be illegitimate. Don't be illegitimate. Be legitimate. Let God establish you. Let God lift you. Let God fight for you. Let God do it. And when God does it, can't nobody move you out of what God has set for you. God is want to lift you, but he can't lift you till he can trust you. I don't know about you, but I've been through some things. And everything I've been through, God has used to bless somebody else. Oh, 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 listen, God, what I say, will you trust me when it looks like I'm not there? Will you trust me when it don't feel good? Will you trust me when I'm not speaking to you? You know what the funny thing about a GPS is when, if you're on the right track, it ain't saying nothing. As long as, as, long as you are on, on the right track, it ain't saying nothing. You know what I tell folks? I say, as long as your ears are open and God's not saying anything, just keep doing the last thing he told you. Don't worry about it. Listen, God don't need to check in. If God told you what to do, keep doing the last thing till he tells you something else. Listen, God don't change his mind. He don't change his direction. If he told you that five years ago, ten years ago, keep on walking. Keep on trusting. Keep on waiting. Keep on believing. Keep on praising. Keep on spending time with him. Because when you're ready, God is already ready. And when you are ready, he'll open up the door and do what he said he's going to do. Yes, he will. God is waiting on us. He has already prepared it. He has already set it in order. What I love about it, he says, I'm with you in all of your life. Even when it don't feel good. 
Well, 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 why is it all this hell is happening on the outside? Because he's working on the inside of you. Until he gets your, your, your soul right with your spirit. Until he, he fills up your character, your inward integrity. You're not ready to step into what he has for you. But when you let him have his way, when you let him keep walking it out, you know, your, your testimony ought to be growing week by week, month by month. You should be having more than that 10-year-old testimony because he's working. He's working right now. You may not see it, but he's working. He's dropping handfuls of blessings just for you. Handful of blessings. And every handful, you ought to give him praise. It's to encourage you that you may encourage yourself among this journey. Oh, David said, based on my handful, surely, 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 mercy and goodness and God's unfailing love will follow me all the days of my life. How you know when I look back, he was there every step of the way. When I look at my present, he's here right now. So surely I know the same guy yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's working it out. He's working it out. You need to say that with me. He's working it out for my good. That's how much he loves you. Trust him with what you don't understand. Trust him with what you don't know. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? Because he's waiting on you. He said, whosoever will, let him come. He died for you. He rose for you. He paid the price for all your sins. The only sin that's not forgiven is the sin of rejecting Jesus. The Holy Spirit opens up your eyes and opens up your heart. And if you reject what the Holy Spirit shows you about Jesus, it is you don't want him. And there is a hell as well as a heaven. And God don't send nobody to hell. You choose to go to hell because you reject Jesus. He's real. And he got salvation with your name. There's a number here that you can call. Somebody will call you back. Somebody will answer. Somebody will have prayer for you. He wants, he wants you to say, yes, Lord, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Lord, walk me through the rest of my life. And he will do it. He will do it. And he will take you where you never thought you would ever be. Because he's just that good. The 400 number, 5131, 400-5131, call that. And somebody will get back with you. Somebody will answer. Father, even now, just touch your anointing, your presence. Be on us. Lord, touch everyone that's under the sound of our voice. 
allow us to see your hands in our lives and give you the praise and thanksgiving for what you have done. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining. Thank you for being a part of us. Thank you for worshiping with us. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. The praise team is ready to take us higher in